Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello and welcome to the Friday Special, a podcast by Guitar Nerds. Now for 2020, the Friday Special series is running every week and each week I'll have a new guest from the world of guitars, amplification, effects, pedals. We're going to have brands and producers and musicians. I'm your host, Joe Branton, joined by our special guest, Luthia and founder of SMP Guitars, Stuart Powick. Hello, Stuart, and welcome to the show. Hi, Joe. Thanks for having me. Oh, yes. Wonderful. Thank you very much for coming on. That's a pleasure. So uh, so for listeners, if you're not familiar with SMP Guitars and all the wonderful things that they're doing, SMP are a custom shop who make wonderfully, meticulously designed and gorgeously presented modern guitars um, in a number of different standard body shapes. Um, And you're right out of Surrey here in the UK as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, sort of in in the Surrey Hills. Which yes. is which is a, a nice place to be located. Yeah, a lovely, a, lo- a lovely little bit of the of, of the country to be in. Yeah. Um, and how how long has SMP been making custom shop guitars? Because I, I will I will admit to have only maybe in the last year become aware of SMP guitars. Oh no, not a problem at all. That's uh, I think most people have only just sort of become aware of SMP guitars. <laughs> so you're in a you're in a good solid group. I've been Fine. I've been going around about six years. Right. Um, just pushing on to six years. Before that, I was, um, you know, tinkering and modding and kit building. But when I actually put a name on it and, you know, sort of said, right, let's do this, it was around about then, yeah. I see, I see. And we were we <laughs> we were talking about this about two minutes ago, but it's such a great story that I kind of want to hear it again because you know, I would I would normally ask about how people got into becoming like a a high end custom shop, you know, guitar builder because it's such a it's such a specific <laughs> yeah. part of the community. Um, so there's, and and there's always an interesting story with everyone I I talk to, but I thought yours was especially interesting, kind of stemming from. Uh, your your sort of the the job that you had before this in kind yeah. of in running bars, yeah, exactly that. So I've been in the bar game since I was eighteen, and I sort of worked my way up um, from a you know like a guy that would stand on the door greeting people, became a bartender, then became a manager, and then basically made a punt on getting my own bar uh, it was, that was in 2006 it was in Camden Town and it was awful it had no lead on the roof someone had nicked all the lead which was 
unbelievable considering <laughs> how high it was and he used to rain in from the top from the roof and it would go through the top floor there was, there was a two, there was a basement two floors of bar and then and a, and a, like a flat a masonette so two floor masonette and it would rain through the the floor uh, through the, the roof i beg your pardon into the top floor through the top floor into the first floor of the flat and then there was where the kitchen should have been there was just a massive gaping void and you could see all the steels <laughs> and it used just to pour through <laughs> and uh, I, I got 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 in a bit of debt I was like this is going to be great because when you're like you know you're that young and uh, <laughs> you're just keen you're like yeah I'm going to do it I'm going to do it uh, you just go for it and um it took about three, four months to build, and um, with my dad and my granddad, and my granddad was building sash windows and at home, and my nan was making packed lunches, and I was working night shifts, and the money I'd earn with the night shifts, I'd pay for tradesmen to do things that we couldn't do ourselves. So it was a good process, but I had this manager named Richie. He was like one of my best buds, and uh, he had worked for me for five years, which in 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 the, the hospitality, that's you know that's considered a a good stint, a good time to stay you know with one company. Absolutely amazing guy, and he was a big player. And I was like, well, I would love to you know give him a five year gift that actually meant something, you know, not just I bought it or you know something that I made or something really cool. And uh, I at that time had just got a PPI payout, which was um, you know from being a teenager and just splashing cash on a credit card when I you think know all you know, about that. yeah when you, you don't <laughs> realize what life's about and this is debt and it's going to come back and bite you and um so i got this payout and i was literally obviously going to do exactly the same thing as i did as a teenager and absolutely throw it all up the wall until my wife got me by the back of the neck and was like don't do that um you know <laughs> why don't you why don't you invest in your future because i was coming to the point where hospitality had been in it for so long that it was it was i was done with it basically and um before this point i had been like a modder and a kitter and i you know buy kits and put them together for myself and uh, I did a 10-day course with Mark Bailey up in Scotland um, and uh, I made this guitar and uh, at the time I t everyone was like oh, where are you going because I was working full-time with them as well where are you going I was like oh I'm doing a pension a pension course and they're like in Scotland I was like yeah they're like oh, we googled it and you can do one in Croydon I didn't like the look of the one in Croydon, to be honest. Oh. So, and every day they were like, how, how was it? I was like, oh, so boring, fluorescent lights, you know, those polystyrene ceiling boards. So boring. You know, I can't believe I have to learn all this stuff. But I did this course. And then when I got back, I spent the remainder of the PPI money uh, on basically kitting out some basic, basic tools. And I, I built essentially the first kind of Orpheus. Um, for the, now, the Orpheus is your... Superstrap. That's your... So, yeah, that's your yeah, Superstrap. Super yeah. And I... Um, and I and I sort of designed that and I, and I built that. And uh, and I put it on Instagram once I built it. I kind of did some, like, you know, me building it pictures and then... And I put it on Instagram and everyone was like... Some people started saying, oh, this is great. And people that knew Richie's, this is great. Can I have one? And I kind of really freaked out. And I was like, I'm a bit of a one-trick one pony. You know, I've done this 10-day course... You know, I've learned what I learned. And when I did the course, I literally, I went to Mark. He's like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I want to do the hardest thing ever. So that when I come away from this, if I do something else, I can fall back is the wrong word. Because I think, you know, now in hindsight, you, you realise how much you have to learn. But I did like a, I did a neck through five piece laminate with stainless steel frets for my first guitar. As your first guitar. Yeah, yeah. So um, oh, I have to put a picture up of it on, on Instagram so you can see it. But, how yeah, how so far is it from the Orpheus of today? The body shape is there. The headstock right. was awful. 
Right. So before the SMP headstock, which is fantastic. Like it, I spent you, so you, much time on that. Oh, it's something uh, I kind of like to ask custom builders because it must be it, the headstock's the thing, isn't it? People can hate you because of your headstock. Or, yeah. Know, that, you. and, and you've I, also and, got to create something with an identity. Yeah, exactly. And, and when... As a obviously before you're you're a builder, most people are a player and, and a purchaser. And I remember at the time I was in a band, I was really into seven strings, and he was like, "Oh, nice, nice. Oh, look at the headstock. Nice. Oh, look at the headstock." And that would be the thing that I'd always, "Oh, look at the headstock." You know, it really <laughs> grind me. You know, grind my gears. You know, like lovely looking guitars, and look, oh, look at the headstock. So that was like a real focus for me to like get that headstock kind of. Now, because, you know, every major brand you think of, like the real big ones, you recognise by the silhouette of the headstock. Yeah. You know, there's some yeah. brilliant builders out there that are world-class and will crush everyone, but there's quite a few of them you won't recognise from a silhouette of the headstock. And there can be some huge, huge, huge global brands and you'll recognise from the silhouette of the headstock. So I really kind of focus on that. I kind of had that business kind of mindset, you know. Well, I don't know it, if I've achieved it but I, by I any stretch. I'm not it, saying it, I have, but that was kind of my goal. It looks like a the sort of head headstock that's taken time to think about because it's quite an original shape. It's still uh, it's still kind of sensible in that it's you know functional. Um, yeah, I started then... with straight string pull so that if I had a trem or you know a trem or a uh, a hardtail, you know, I didn't have to tweak anything. Um, so that was like the first thing. It's like right, straight string pull, and then go from there. But you know, a lot of things I picked up because after I did. After I did this guitar and people were like, oh, this is interesting, I realised I was a bit of a one-trick pony. I went to Luthier College for two years and I, I learned from the amazing Mike Hobbs, who is just just brilliant. You know, he's part of the you know, the European Builders Guild and he's just, he's just absolutely brilliant. Just a wonderful man, just a, a great teacher. Um, and I kind of, you know, from, from learning that course with Mark Bailey, going to Luther College a couple of years, kind of combined that and then just learning online and as much stuff, you know, compiling these three sources of information, reading kind of got a basic, you know, education, but you only mm -hmm. really learn by doing a lot of the time. You know, you learn from your your mistakes, I think, yeah. a lot of the time. I guess so. Guitar building at the beginning, definitely. And 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 on that, like uh, with, with the Orpheus, because of course... Y you you certainly i think your builds are if you learn from your mistakes then you know you you must have made a load early on because your builds are very very high quality now the like the yeah uh, well i i've um you're only as good as your last song or whatever they say aren't they you know if you right, yeah you know and um there's a there's um there's a you know, there's like, there's two buddies that like Richie's one, the first one I made, I got it back because I was like, I can make this better. Can I have it back, please? I still, I've had it for too long because I've got so behind and need to finish it and send it to him. But he's like, just, just make a living and get it to me. But it's like one of those. <laughs> and there's another buddy that I, that he was like one of the third people and I, and I got, and I got it back and I'd like, I need to get that back to him because it was just tweaking it because you know, I'm aware of the guitar, the really early guitars, because when I was, when I was really early, that the guys like they, you know, they were like, "Oh, can I make this for them?" And I was very honest. I was like, "Well, this is what I've done. This is my education. I, yeah, I'll do it for you, but I'll do it for for the cost of the wood and you know, six beers or something. You know, the cost of some beers." Right. And so they knew what they were getting into, 
but I'm always worried like, well, those early ones was a learning process, you know, some of, of the course, really, yeah. really early ones. So it's a case of getting them back or and, and refining them or striking a deal, sending them another one and going, if you ever sell that first one, I will buy it. And that's the <laughs> end of it. Because, the, because with the internet and the world, you know, people don't know the backstory. People don't know everything that you've done. And so easily someone could find that and be like, well, look at this, this is, do you know what I mean? But that was like, you were literally green and fresh at the start when you yeah. were learning, you know, and these are the people that allowed you to learn. How, how flamboyant were the wood choices on that first Orpheus in comparison oh. to now? Because I imagine you've refined your wood sourcing so as well. The first... as, well, you obviously have sort of, you have an, you have an excellent selection of wood, so you the, must... Uh, the one I made... The first first one I made was a, a Wenge and Babinga five ply neck with a Honduran mahogany body and a, a flame maple cap. With right. a with a ebony so you went straight board. in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, I want to make it hard so I could learn. You know, if it's hard, then hopefully I would have done some hard things in my mind, which is completely in hindsight wrong. And then you know, I'd uh, hopefully be easier going forward, which is completely incorrect. But you know, you didn't, you didn't know you agreeing. But the first one I made for Richie, again, I think that was, I think that was a mahogany, Honduran mahogany body. It was an unbelievable 5A flame maple cap. And then I had a, uh, I think I had a wenge layer in between it. Or, 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 or like a pinstripe where, so I got, I bought a cap because I didn't really know about veneers. Um, I wanted like a, a black detail between the body and the cap. I think it was either Wenge or it was Ebony. And I bought this cap and then I just sanded it down till it was a couple of mil thick rather than just buying a veneer. Very expensive right. way of doing it. <laughs> and then, and then, and then um, I think I did a, it was again, it was a, a, a five ply Wenge and, Wenge and Babinga neck, but that was set neck rather than a neck through. Right. Uh, yeah. So yeah, always like that. Because, but then it's because you come from, you come from a, a player and, you know, you come from the, the viewpoint of a player and a purchaser. You've been, the majority of your life, you've been playing since you were a kid. So you know what looks nice, you know what you want, you know what you aspire to. So I think that's, that's kind of been where I've always thought, you know, rather that's, than knocking it out of a, the first ones out of floorboards, because no one's going right. to want it out of floorboards. Well, if, if you know, it, 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 you know, certainly your range starts at a very, you've, you know, the range of, woods certainly in kind of the sale examples that you have are always incredible like you know the the orpheus and the the petricor that's the smell of the earth after after the first rainfall right see i wanted to talk about names as well because they are great so you have the the orpheus um the the icor icor yeah (laughs) i'm great with names and then of course the i'm gonna call it the tuesday yeah, that's that's just Tuesday in Greek. It's Triti. Right. That's how it's pronounced, Triti. I'm sure someone, uh, you know, a Greek national is going to absolutely rip me. But from pressing <laughs> the little the little speaker button on Google Translate, and the lady goes Triti. That's how I believe it is pronounced. Right. Um, I see. But yeah, I kind of got myself in a in a Greek kind of thing, naming uh-huh. Orf, you know, the Orpheus, the, the legend of the Orpheus. He went down to the gates of hell and played the two headed dog, you know, to sleep to go and get his you know love of his life and he could escape the underworld but the one deal was that you know he couldn't look back to make sure she was following him and he did look back and she went into the back into the gates of hell 
but he was such a badass shredder. You know, he made Servius <laughs> the dog of gates. The dog, the dog, I think it's Servius, isn't it? He made him fall asleep. So I was like, that's a good. So you have a super strat, and obviously it's very generic. You're kind of in my mind. I was like, well, super strat, the kind of player that plays super strat. You know, blah blah blah. Which again is wrong, but everyone can play a super strat. But you know, that was kind of where I was going, and so uh-huh. I was like, you know, that's going to be the Orpheus, and then the Icor I brought out next, and in my head I was like, oh, it's going to be a real kind of riff machine you okay. know and that and one's I, like a, a jazz master offset yeah sort of that's shape. it yeah and icor means if i get this right it's like the fluid that runs through the veins of gods like blood or something like that i right. said it completely okay. wrong but it's kind of really emotive it's that feeling i kind of get when you hear it solos are great yeah sure but when you hear that riff the riff that connects you that just like runs through and you hear that riff and you're like oh gosh that that feeling you get of that riff that just you know changes everything and that's kind of what that name kind of summarizes and was that and that was your second guitar was it so after the orpheus that was the second model yeah that right. was the second that's, model it's quite quite different going from a very sort of modern like it's a super strat but it's quite a new shaped super strat like it's very much your own take on a super strat you've included lots of modern things like that what's now becoming more popular is the sort of upside down jack angle yeah um and things that that that's very much whilst it's a super strat a complete a completely your own thing whereas this is the the Ico is maybe leaning a little bit more on traditional oh, definitely, stuff definitely well that and was that was that deliberate did you want to yeah, have well, kind of sure. both both yeah, things yeah. covered yeah i think i had this i've had this conversation and i've been critiqued and you know the the, the you know because at the moment you know there's just four or so models and they're all vastly different and people are like well how can you how can you do them all so different and it's like well the shape of the body is not actually what makes a great guitar obviously if you do it right it's obviously going to be great but the way the neck is and the, how everything plays and feels you know you can you can change the shape of your body and uh, long as you sort of you know adhere to the same that you know the similar concepts and, and philosophies that it's, it fits on you and it's 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 not neck heavy and you're concentrating all those things you know you, you you have the freedom to do that and obviously i i wanted to i wanted to get a different style of player i wanted to yeah. not just be sort of niche oh, i'm only making super strats and therefore i'm only attracting x player uh-huh. I wanted to be able to, you know, there's there's so many different styles of music that I enjoy and so many different types of player. And that's always been the goal to very much have a guitar for everyone. Right. And that, you know, that's kind of why I went there. I see. And and I guess in, in that sense, if you think of the Orpheus is quite modern, the Icor is quite traditional. The next two sort of in order, you went very modern and then, you know, fairly traditional as well. Uh, the the Tritty, yeah. Well, and well, you know, first of all, let's talk about the, the your your headless model because that's oh yeah, that went at him next, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that that's super modern, isn't it? Um, and you know, I was, I I don't, I don't really know why that one came about. I love it, and uh, I'm currently making three of them for customers. Um, I can imagine that's really popular at the moment, that model. Yeah, and it's great. And, and, and again, it's a different thing, you know, as, as, as a builder, you're kind of, you're exploring different things. You, you become interested in, you know, when you read up about them and when people sort of say, oh, the benefits are and all this, and you want to know yourself, you want to actually, you know, carve the wood and, and feel it and go, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely that is a thing, you know, it's interesting. And so you kind of, you allow yourself to explore that kind of side of things. But that's that was a that was a really hard one to design because, you know, you kind of get pushed in a certain way 
with the headless model right because you've got to you've got to you've got to think about the bridge and the fact that you tune and you know you string up there and you need the access of the hand and you know it kind of sort of forces you either to remove wood there or do something creative and you know a lot of headless guitars just end um you know at the end there's no kind of anything kind of headstocky kind of element obviously it's a headless when i say headstock you know what i mean yeah. like some something there and so there the that things was a really kind of... nice sorry yeah that, that was a really nice touch the fact that you've added like just a you know not a headstock but a little sort of nod to headstocks well, and it... you've made it shapely and you've managed to get your logo on there yeah, well, that's the thing, because every single, not every single, that's wrong, but a lot of headless guitars, the the, the, the branding, your logo is in the, the same body. place. It's on the body uh, above the 22nd or 24th fret, you know, that kind of the joint there. And I wanted to definitely not do that because that's what the majority of them look like. So I was like, well, I don't want to do that. So that was a, kind of the first sort of thought process. And then I really like the feeling of hitting of a loop. Like I know I'm, I'm at that end. You know, I, I, I want to feel... I don't want my my hand just to run off it, right? Um, so that's why I did that kind of sort of miniature little chode of a headstock. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know what we should call it, but yeah, <laughs> that's but fine. We that's are going to go with that. So yeah, so that's why I kind of did that because you kind of it just kind of finishes it. I thought I, 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 I and it was different, you know. It kind of. It made it. It made it. It was a point of difference, you know, to, yeah. to a lot of to a lot of headlesses out there. Was that the first guitar that you offered in like fan fret options, or was that always available on the Orpheus as well? Because of that's... course you do extended range across the board. Yeah, right. I haven't. I've got quite a few in production, but up until this point, you know, that people. I think it's kind of like people want to see one before. So if you're building sure. six strings, people order six strings. Without um, well, they they look good, but they like. They, they, there seems to be a mental block to go to the sevens. So I've got literally a, a flurry of sevens coming out now, um, and then there's there's a seven multi scale coming out as well. And I think, I think, well, I don't know, but I, you know, I think once people sort of see those guitars in that kind of you know the seven, I think then that will be another kind of there'll be an upkick of orders of those i might be completely wrong i'm i'm not i tend to be completely wrong but you know my mind tells me that will kind of happen there seems to be you know if, if you just if you're just making those sixes you kind of get those they're the orders you kind of get they're the players you're attracting because i sure. think people it's very visual you know you kind of see it and that's your kind of guitar and you're that kind of player and, and you want it you know um so you have to have, have a lot of examples for people to kind of Sort of. Yeah, that makes sense. I guess so. Yeah. When it when it's when people are choosing something that essentially they're ordering with a, you know, with a form rather than you know off the shelf. I guess people want to have had as as close a reference to it as possible to you know make sure they're making the right choice on something. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's completely fair enough. You know, you're asking people for a lot of money, and um, you know that needs to be understood and respected. You know, they don't know you from Adam. You're just a fellow on Instagram. Yeah, you know. Well, I mean, you say a lot of money, but considering kind of the tops and the finishes and the type of guitars you do, um, there you're you're nowhere near sort of the top end of custom shop prices. No, that was deliberate at the the beginning. Um, so when I started, I was obviously my my main living was coming from the bars, from running bars, and um, and obviously I was very conscious to get a name and to get some form of reputation. And to do that, I needed to 
have guitars out there and build guitars. So I started off with a 30% discount. And then the next year I did a 20% discount. And that was always, you know, just to attract people. And along with that, I was offering, I offer people like, it's like 10 monthly payments while I'm building. You can pay in like 10 installments. So at the moment, I think a custom shop is currently, at, I think it starts at 2 three fifty. is that right? You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days you should celebrate with jewellery. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewellery of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweller since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is really professional, yeah. isn't it? I can't remember the prices. Yeah, yeah two three fifty. Yeah. Thanks, mate. Thanks. You got the website open. <laughs> I've got the website up. Yeah, <laughs> good man, good man. And uh, and um, and you know, so the people paying, you know, they're just, you know, the the the, the basic price is really heavily loaded. You know, bare knuckles of your choice. You know, hit shop or spares or hardware. And if you're just going for, you know, you can get a four A cap at that price. So if you're if you're if you're going for that price, you know, you're paying in ten monthly instalments. You're paying like two hundred and fifty quid or whatever, you know, a, a month. So you know, it kind of works. You know, cause... That's, that's, that's very accessible for the amount of customization and the sort of things that you have on offer at that at that level. Yeah. Going straight in with the pickups and the hardware that you do yeah. and the top options and obviously yeah, sure. in your on your build form you have an awful lot of stuff that you can upgrade and change, you know, yeah. when it comes to sort of frets, lumen lace. Yeah, it's stuff a bit like, like a that. candy store. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> yeah. Definitely one of those things that's easy to sort of end up adding, adding it a up. few things but there, on, yeah. there's there's a you know, you even if you keep it at the very basic level, I still think you come out with an, a very, very oh, premium so guitar. Many, so many guitars that I make that you people see on Instagram and, and I absolutely love, you know, are standard, you know, standard spec. Like um, I had a guy called uh, Joss Allen play for me for uh, for just over a year, and apart from the he wanted a Floyd, that whole that whole build was a standard spec build, right? You know, and it wasn't because that's what. You know that's that's what he chose. Simple as that. But so many builds come out that are that because it's it's a great. You know, you're getting bare knuckles and you're getting, um, you're getting you know really beautiful tops and woods and and, and neck woods and laminate neck woods and solid you know good good body choices and you you know you, you it's a quality instrument you know so one hundred percent for that price you're you're getting you know a top custom kind of finished instrument yeah. 
When it comes to tops and things like that, is that something that you you uh, allow people to choose more or less whatever they yeah, want? Definitely. So, say if you came to me and you wanted I don't know, a Clara walnut top or whatever, I would then source X amount of Clara walnut tops and show them to you, and hopefully you would go, "Oh, I like that one." I'd be like, "Brilliant!" and I'd write your name on it. And if right. not, then I'd have to go and source some more. But <laughs> um, you know, that's essentially you know, that's how I do it because. Um, yeah. I think that adds a lot, a lot, you know, you really become involved in the process. You are choosing, you know, you're choosing that. So it's rather than just going, Oh, I want a, a maple cap. And it, like that happened to me. I had an experienced guitar company and I put so much effort in for it to be, you know, this, I really want it like this, please, please. You know, I, you know, I emails and chatted like really nice. And it wasn't, it was a complete opposite. They just ignored it. You know, it didn't matter to them. They didn't care. Right. You know, they were that big. They didn't care. And I, and, you right. know, and it was a lot of money. And it, you know, I spent a lot of money that I had to work hard for, and it really, you know, left a mark. It, it annoyed me. I guess so. I was like, a, I'm not going to be like that. Thing to have happened, exactly. Well, you know, because it's kind of refined you when you're yeah, on the other sure. end of that. Into, Absolutely, yeah, yeah, definitely, one hundred percent. You know, and and it's good because you get a relationship with with the the, the person you're building with, um, and that's a great thing, definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. And and of course, you know, like wood tops are very much a core key thing about uh, all of your guitars until I guess you come to the uh, the Tuesday. Yeah, <laughs> as I'll call it, which is your <laughs> which is your T style uh, guitar, which, you know, after going from like a headless, you've gone to something traditional. And again, there's there's a, a bit uh, a headstock reinvention on on this as well. Yeah. You've gone for a more traditional sort of six in a row headstock, but you've yep. given it this gorgeous like two tone sort of layered. Yeah, uh, there's look a as ebony, well. you know, an ebony veneer in there. Yeah, so again, that was because I I wanted to open my market essentially to other players. Um, so that's the reason you know I, I went for that model, and but it's a really tricky model. Like if you're going to if you're going to it's you know it's arguably like you know the most cla- one of the most classic guitars going you know that and a Paul and stuff and a Strat you know it's it's and it's a hard thing to kind of it's not it's not a it's a, it's it's not a it's a wise decision to make you know a t-shaped guitar sure but it's a, it's a fine it. line to tread because you've got it's to reinvent very, it enough to make it well, yours but not too much to make it not a t-style absolutely yeah bang on the money and that that's the tricky thing it's like well huh how am i you know and, and, and the thing is you're you're trying to be critical to something that you love and is is, is being part of your guitar education and growing up since you know you first became aware of guitars you know it's something that you look at and you just like yes that's amazing so it's a hard thing to do so to, to try to put yourself in you know that kind of mind as a as designing and you know trying to be critical when yeah. you're looking at something like that it's exceptionally hard um but obviously you want to be able to create something that that is a point of difference so you know i you know wrongly or rightly but you know i sort of went well i suppose if i was gonna if i was being forced to you know a knife point to pick things i would maybe say um that the the lower horn is quite is quite bulky so i was like well i'm gonna i'm gonna slim that down change the slight shape slightly then i rounded off the back kind of did a, a, a an access carve uh, and then sort of nipped it in where it rounds over on the on the, on the low e side and then just change the headstock slightly but you know you know what it is but you know i pulled it up for, uh where it starts on the you know the the the, the low e tuner i pulled it up further so there's more sort of space for your thumb and your hand down there and then change the shape of the nose a little bit and then put in that that veneer and just kind of try to 
you look at it and you know what you're looking at, but you also look at it and you go, there's something, what's different here? There's, there's, there's differences I really, here. There's differences. I really like that what's been done with it has been subtle. Like most of your changes have been hidden. They're on sort of the, they're on the back. They're on the bits that you feel rather than the bits that you see sort of thing. So, yeah, I put like so a little knee on... carve in there. So yeah. it really sits in nice to your body. Um, but yeah, like spent some, some serious time sort of thinking about that because you're, 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 you're pitching towards a certain crowd and therefore it's still they still need to be attracted to it so you can't go completely off board if you're going to say it's a t-shape um yet you need it to be different for many a reason you know you can't just clone other yeah. people's work so yeah and i think that the first time i saw one of these uh would would have been at the uh the birmingham guitar show the birmingham or the london one yeah birmingham birmingham yeah birmingham, birmingham. yeah yeah at the birmingham guitar show and you had this this amazing like only like only just slightly pink yeah. telly, That's which it, was a, yeah. a, a a fantastic color choice because it wasn't it was anything but over the top. It was subtle, but also yeah. of course you know until you know everything. I, I appreciate there were lots that you also had a, a glitter sort of slime green finish. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, Orpheus. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, Orpheus, yeah. But um, but but largely when I see your guitars, they tend to be sort of wood tops. Was the um, was the treaty treaty? <laughs> I will, I will, these names will go in. Was the treaty the first one that you started doing that sort of thing too, or had you done like straight color Orpheuses and things like that before? Like, when did you get into painting? Yeah, so was I that did always um, a thing. You know, I, I like it all really. I, I had done a, a few Daphne Blue kind of vibe and Seafoam Green Orpheuses, and it really kind of popped to the roasted cool. neck. Yeah, because yeah. you've got that kind of, you've got that modern super strat, and then you've got this classic old school Fender color. Very popular um, partnership at the moment, I'd say. Like modern modern guitars in well, pastel colors are just uh, seem to be having an absolute renaissance at the moment. Yeah, well, rightly so. They're gorgeous, aren't they? You know. Yeah, um, absolutely. And yeah, so. Yeah, I don't know. It just it just looked great, and it just it, you know it just it really by them putting like a really figured neck on it, it kind of really showcased the neck, and I just think it just just a good marriage. That sort of um, like bird's eye roasted maple seems to be quite a common thing for you to go for when it comes to necks yeah, and boards as well. Yeah, but bird's eye or or flame depends what the customer wants. But yeah, right. I just you know I love working with them. They smell great. Um, they can be they can be they can be challenging to work with at times when you're carving by hand and neck you know they 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 do tend to splinter so you have to kind of treat them treat them well but you know that once you know i I like to keep most of my necks unless it's a set neck if it's a bolt-on neck i very much like to oil and wax my neck and it just keeps it really live and resonant you know it's like how ernie ball does or did i think they still they still they still oil and wax their necks um and so it just you know, so much tone is coming from that neck, and if you're keeping the finish really thin on that, just it just the guitar it just sings, Makes and they just difference. look great. Yeah, they just pop. They just pop. It looks great. Yeah. And so was the was the treaty the the first guitars that you were painting, or had you always offered that on the on the? I'd always the offered that, well? but I think a lot of the time, because it's hasn't been a situation where, you know, apart from when I launch a new model, hasn't been a situation where I. Um, make a run because you know like i'm a big 
a, a, a big company or a big shop would make a run, you know, you're kind of, you're dictated by what the customer orders. And, and because if you started with a flame maple cap, people go, oh, I love flame maple caps. You're have one of them. And you kind of get in this cycle of making that because people see it, people like it, people want it. Yeah. yeah. So the only reason the colours came about was because I think I was planning to do the London, the first when the London Guitar Show re kind of rebooted in was it 18. Yeah. Yeah. Around that. Yeah. And I was going to that and I done a, uh, I done a load of, um, I did a Daphne Blue and a Seafoam Green Orpheus. Um, and then because people see it, people start ordering it and, they become, you know, you, you start making them as well. So I think that's the main thing. You know, I've always offered it, but you kind of people, it sort of still goes back to the same thing with me. People have to see them to go, oh, yeah, that's a great option. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I definitely see in the order on the order sheets, you know, runs of sort of patterns where the people have seen on Instagram or something a certain type <laughs> of guitar and have been influenced by that. And then I get a run of that kind of similar kind of vein instrument and then something else comes out and then i get a run of that you know um it's very much kind of that kind of seems to be the pattern for me anyway of how it kind of works i think and then when you get to obviously to so many instruments out there and people can go back and look at everything that it becomes it's becoming a lot more varied now it's right. definitely a lot more variation which is good because it becomes very you know becomes a lot more interesting yeah oh for sure yeah, yeah. It, it, it getting to you know when you're getting such completely unique requests from people each time oh, that must brilliant. make this whole thing yeah absolutely brilliant. Brilliant. so it's 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 you know it's it's very it's great job satisfaction you know especially if, when people if people when people bond with the guitar and they love it and they tell you they love it you know that is just wonderful there's no i haven't ever experienced any greater you know job satisfaction you know being you've been you know working since you're like 17 or 18 i have not experienced that job satisfaction just people are like this is great and, and i always sort of go out and i want people to i want to create an instrument that inspires someone the player to create their best stuff even if even if they're just a guy in his bedroom to you know an artist of some description i want the instrument to inspire them you know, they play it and they bond with it and it allows them to create something great. You know, it puts, you know, we've all had that guitar where we pick it up and it just works and it works for us and we just play it. We just like, oh, I'm just playing great stuff on this guitar. And that's kind of like my goal. You know, that's where I sort of aim to try to hit. That's a, that's a lovely sentiment to have, I think. Yeah, well, I think if you do that and you're, you're bonding with the people, then I think you're only going to, it's only going to be successful. I think people are going to, if people are bonding with the guitars that much, they're going to speak fondly of them and therefore you're going to attract more custom and therefore you can make a living doing it, which is, you know, obviously a goal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but you, you don't, you know, you want to be able to find that goal by rather than being like, give me the money, give me the money, give me the money now. You can be a little bit more, you know, <laughs> get it, you know, a little bit, you know, a better way of getting there, you know, and, and, and just, you know, make sure people have, you know that connection with you and the instrument that you're building for them yeah absolutely well yeah a great sentiment but um i'd i'd, I'd love to talk about the the road crew oh, yeah. as well because this is this is quite remarkable like we we've already been talking about the fact that you know really when you think that the, these custom built guitars are starting at 2350 quid that's you know that's not a lot in comparison to the sort of guitars that are offering the sort of tops finishes looks and and just in you know 
in- incredible playability. <laughs> playability as well. as well, yeah. Get that in there as well. <laughs> but with, you know, it's it's such a reasonable price to start your custom shop at. And now you've got to introduce the Road Crew Orpheus, which is essentially almost an off-the-peg guitar for £1,500. So I think we were talking earlier that I started off with like these big discounts. And the one I, I, when I when, every time the discount ended uh, around Christmas time, I was like throwing out there like, one week left, two weeks left, because I felt guilty about increasing the price from like 30% to 20%, et cetera. Right. And I was like, oh, you know, some people, someone's going to come to me in January, like, oh, but it was cheaper then, and it's going to be awkward, and I'm going to give it to them cheaper, and then it's, you know, which is <laughs> not good business practice. <laughs> Bear in mind, I came at this with a business mind on, yeah, you know. Yeah, sure. Um, but I think that's the human side of me, you know, affecting things too much. And um, right. so when I removed all the discount, I was like, oh, you know, am I alienated? Am I, you know, am I getting rid of, you know, scaring away such you know, a portion of my clientele, am I, you know, am I, am I going to lose, am I going to see a drop of trade, uh, which was obviously worrying. And obviously you can get absolutely brilliant guitars for, you know, around that 1500, 1200 pounds mark that tend to be made, obviously, you know, in Far East and stuff, but they're phenomenal instruments made by great companies. Um, and, you know, they, they do really well. And I was like, well, I'm not in that market, you know, but do I want to be in that market? Well, yeah, there's, there's players in that market that, that would be great to be at. So by simplifying, by doing essentially runs, um, and I, I, I clearly, you know, got inspired by, you know, Perry Ormsby, the way he does his guitar runs like that. Well, uh, I, I think this is a fantastic business model and I, I'm sure that, you know, you're going to have every success doing runs. I think it's a great way for small companies to... Yeah, yeah well, hopefully, yeah. Like, but, but by doing that, by sort of saying, okay, they're all going to be a one-piece, one-patch body. This, they're going to be open pore black. You know, this is they're all hardtail. They're all quartz or roasted necks. You know, this is kind of what it is. You know, I'm and not having to for... look at build sheets and go, oh, what did this guy want again? Did he want? Oh, yeah, he wants this. Oh, I've got to do that. Oh, he doesn't want this. Oh, he doesn't. Want... You know, I can kind of. I can streamline the labour time so quickly. Yeah, of course. That I don't You've thrown have a couple of upgrades in there as well, though. Yeah, so can... people can you can choose your neck calf because I think that's vital to have a guitar that's right for you, um, and you can choose which boot camp bare knuckles you use. Um, again, so you're you've got a different kind of player um, wants a different kind of sound, um, and then you can do regular like down the down the down the straight down the board dots or an offset dot because they don't it doesn't take any extra time to do that you know that's no hardship but then it gives people a little bit of customization you know um, but yeah pretty simple and then like this one is 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 black open pore you know maybe the next one will be mahogany maybe it will have a, a floyd maybe it will have a you know it may have a, a hip shop trend maybe it'll be a tritty model do you know what i mean like maybe a headless model so i can mix it up you know different so ways really... keeping the same sort of vibe the way we're doing it but you know tritty's definitely going to be one of the next ones one two or three will definitely be you know, sort of that stripped that, down. That seems to be sort of to to make sense, I guess, is the first two. Like, absolutely, the, the Orpheus is the first one. Making a dead, simple super strat that still has kind of all the customizations that that are going to make a, an instrument unique. But you've picked a, uh, you know, having this open pore black, it's still 
it's still a unique finish. It still very much looks like a custom shop, but by not offering the options, you manage, you're able to do that for £1,500. You do the same thing with the Tritty as well. And I think you you bank the whole other part of, you know, if, if, if that's how sort of the guitar audience splits into modern and traditional, I think you kind of bank both those audiences with a, you know, with a, an an incredibly affordable model for for Hopefully. the amount of guitar you're getting for that. Yeah, and they're like every neck is like a dual truss rod with two carbon fiber sport rods because I call it the road crew is like a little tip of the head to to Motorhead and Lemmy. You know, we are the road crew, and it's a right. guitar that because the custom shots sometimes they look so pretty. You know, sometimes oh, do I want to gig that? Do I want to gig that? <laughs> you know, I'm a big do fan of a I'm a big fan of a working guitar, and that's you know, that's so the that's, plan. It's meant to be a a, a workhorse. A yeah. tone workhorse. Everything about it is tone, playability, and workhorse that you can absolutely. You've got this brilliant, crafted, handmade instrument that you can gig, you know. And that's yeah. that. That's the point. It's set up to be stable, giggable, and just you know, just a great sounding instrument. And, and you know, and hopefully, and again, you know, obviously the only. The only difference of it is, you know, you're not getting in payments. It's kind of like put £500 down and then a couple of months later, you know, I sort of launch it early, like £500 and then it will be ready here where you pay the remaining, you know, right. sort of like six to eight weeks later, they'll all be done. Pay your, your final thousand. Um, and you're only going to do days. limited slots for this, of course, as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, obviously I can only make so many. At the moment, it's just me. I can only make so many guitars. So if I, you know, if I take on tons of them, then the custom guys are getting knocked back and knocked back and knocked back. So I can't really, I can't in good faith do that to them. Um, so, you know, I sort of like, when I quote my times, I know when I'm going to be doing the, the, the road crew. And so I sort of block off that month, that's road crew month. Right. And so I can make as many road crews as I can in that time period. Um, so that's kind of it really, you know, I've kind of got like, well, hopefully I'll get good enough that I'll be able to make them in batches of this amount you know it's, I'm going to do it twice a year I'm going to do one in the summer one in the winter um, and so you know start off with probably just small numbers and then hopefully build up to the maximum I can do but yeah that should be is, cool that is going to be very exciting hopefully uh, I, yeah I can't wait to see the um, the road crew kind of out and about I think that's a, a £1,500 custom shop yeah that's 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 a fantastic thing to have made thanks very and much I guess what's what's you know are, are you expanding the range any further? Are you adding any new models? Is there something new that there you're is, launching there around is. the corner? I'm so excited about it! Um, it's got. Shall I tell you the project name? The project name. I couldn't think of the project name because obviously I've got these names that I've like. Oh, I'm gonna call it. So I've called it the project name Dad Rock. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, take okay. <laughs> take from that what you will. Um, right. Do not judge. Um, I am a dad myself, and I like to rock. Um, but yeah, so I've got it's um I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm not gonna launch it like a customer shop, I'm gonna launch it um like a proper company does. And uh I'm gonna do it's gonna come with a calf top or a flat top. It's not what you're thinking, firstly. That's okay. that needs to be said. It's not what you're thinking. Mm -hmm. Um it's completely an original design, obviously influenced by old designs, but it's not it's not like a single cut or anything like that. Um and it's going to come with a calf top or a flat top, a semi-hollow, come with Ooh. like a, come with like a, you know, like a, um, why can't I think of the name of the trim? Um, help me out. Like a, 
a uh, Bigsby? A yeah, not, not Bigsby. Yeah, yeah, like a, you know, like a Jag trim. Right. Okay. Oh, very nice. Um, like a mastery trim. Like a mastery trim. Thank you. Thank you. That's the oh, word. Okay. Um, uh, the one for James at the Home of Tone has just uh, brought in a, a, a variant of that, and I think we'll probably use those ones. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Um, so you know, it's going to come with you know these this 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 flavor of of different sort of specs you know from flat top calf top you know hardtail you know wrap around you know modern one with a hip shot as i use now you know a full and i'm going to launch it with you know six variants because i've learned as we've previously been discussing you kind of get orders from what you show so if i just launched a flat top you know that's only going to yeah. appreciate certain people and they're only, even though on the build form i'll have all these options i will never sell them so launch it with these six models six different styles this is how they can come bosh and hopefully um that will be good that'll be a, a, again a, attacking another segment of the market wow yeah that sounds like a fantastic idea that's uh i love that it's going to have so so much variant within one model yeah um yeah i'm that... super pumped about it i cannot wait <laughs> to finish my the wonderful customers guitars that i've currently doing the um to to start you know in the background to making them because it's also gonna i can't really leak pictures of it because i want it to be a bit of a like a bang there it is you know so it one day it won't be there and the next day it will be <laughs> when when do you, is there a scheduled time did you say that i can't remember if you said i that. haven't did, is, i haven't yeah. said it yet it, it was meant to have already happened but obviously the world went upside down yes the world um, has ended um <laughs> <laughs> oh look there's a zombie house oh no it's not we're okay um so you know, it's 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 this year, this late summer. Okay. It should be here. Wow, that is that is extraordinarily exciting. I can't wait. Yeah. Um, that what you know, what a fantastic thing to to follow the, uh, you know, the concept of the road crew as well. Just to yeah introduce something that's almost the opposite with an with an absolute bucket load of options. Yeah, uh, exactly. It. Yeah, it's going to be a real like, hopefully a real head turner. Very that's cool. the plan. That's the plan. Well, that sounds fantastic, and I will look forward to it loads. Awesome. Um, but that, that that's about all the time we have for this week's episode of the Friday Special. So it has been absolutely wonderful uh, having you on, Stuart. Thank you so much for taking the time to come and chat with me. Thank you for inviting me. It's been an absolute pleasure. I'm yeah, pleased that my, uh, my first podcast was with you. Ah, there you go. Well, I am pleased to have been your first <laughs> podcast, <laughs> as it were. But yes, you can you can check out Stuart's incredible guitars if you're not already listening at smpguitars.co.uk, and uh, and you know go and look at all the incredible things that he's built uh, on Instagram with sm at smpguitars, and uh, you can. Of course, catch more Guitar Nerds over on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Guitar Nerds, or you can join us on any of the major social platforms with at Guitar Nerds. And we'll be back next week with our regular episode on Wednesday and another Friday special on Friday. We'll catch you then for more of this Guitar Nerdery. Farewell.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.